Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us as we discuss God's Word this morning together and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But before we jump into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today and for your abundant mercy and your abundant grace that you pour out on us, Lord, and the blessings that you give us, Lord. We thank you for the victory that we have in your name, Lord, and the protection that we have in your blood. And we thank you for the covenant that you have made with us, Lord. And we thank you for putting us in right standing with yourself, Lord, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and sin, Lord, when we come and repent and turn to you, Lord. And we just ask that you will send your Holy Spirit to minister and guide through these devotionals, Lord. And we just thank you for today. And we thank you for our partners and our listeners. And we ask that you will cover them as well, Lord. Give them grace and favor in the sight of all that they are in acting with lord that you they are encountering god that they have your favor and they have your grace lord so we just thank you for it today in jesus name amen 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 Amen. well good morning welcome everybody we are continuing our study on the lord's house and we ended off last episode discussing the law of the temple so could I get a volunteer? We're going to reread that section, which is in Ezekiel 43, the first 12 verses. And um, yeah, we'll, so can I get a volunteer to read that? We'll start there. I will. All right, LeCharles. Afterward, he brought me to the gate, the gate that faces towards the east. And behold, the glory of the, of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. His voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. It was like the appearance of the vision which I saw, like the vision which I saw when I came to the dis- when I came to destroy the city. The vision were like the vision which I saw by the river Shabar, and I fell on my face. And the glory of the Lord came into the temple by way of the gate which faces towards the east. The spear lifted me up and brought me into the inner court, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Then I heard him speaking to me from the temple while a man stood beside me. And he said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne, and the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. No more shall the house of Israel defile my holy name. They, they nor their kings, by their hollow tree or with the carcasses of their kings on their high places. When they set their threshold by my threshold, and their doorpost by my doorpost, with a wall between them and me, they defiled my holy name by the abominations which they committed. Therefore I consume them in my anger. Now let them put their harlotry in the carcasses of their kings far away from me, and I will dwell in their midst forever. Son of man, describe the temple to the house of Israel, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and let them measure the pattern. And if they are ashamed of all that they have done, make known to them the design of the temple and its arrangement, its exits and its entrances, its interior design and all of its ordinances. Oh, its entire design. Sorry and all its ordinances, all its forms, and all its laws, write it down in their sight, so that they may keep its whole design and all its ordinances, and perform them. 
This is the law of the temple. The whole area surrounding the mountaintop is most holy. Behold, this is the law of the temple. Mm-hmm. Amen. Now, in the last episode, we were correlating that with Exodus 20 and how it wasn't the first time that we were given the inst- this instruction, the law of the temple, that the whole mountain is holy. In Exodus 20, we're given the Ten Commandments. And then in verses 18 through 23, but especially in verse 23, it says, You shall not make anything to be with me, gods of silver, gods of gold. You shall not make for yourselves. Which expounds upon what he, the instruction he had just given in the Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. Right? Yes. And you yes. see the same thing here written in in Ezekiel and and he's instructed to follow the pattern right now the interesting uh, interesting thing about Exodus is the instructions for the for the tent of meeting weren't given they're not given for another until Exodus 24 so this matters and in our last um, episode podcast Uh, Honey, you were talking about obedience and filling the role that the Lord has for, well, not just me, but for each of us individually. So I want to open up the floor for, we'll start with you to to build on what you were saying. And then, of course, for anyone else to, to share with the Holy Spirit speaking, ministering to them and to ask any questions that they have. All right. Okay. Okie dokie. So let me think of the connections that we had um, coming from looking at Psalm 48 and then we were in Revelation and then now coming to Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. It just made me think of, um, we know that the, the temple was a type and shadow uh, one of which is, is heaven, but also in God dwelling in us and making his abode in us. And when we were looking at this before, the the interesting thing that um, the Lord was ministering to me about was, you know, oftentimes as believers, we look for the glory of God to fill the temple. We look Amen. for that um, outward demonstration and... Um, that sign that says God has agreed to make his, his residence here. He's agreed to make his abode um, in a certain place or another. And I was looking at Second Chronicles chapter 7. Um, I believe that's where Solomon built the first temple. And after he had prayed and everything, the Holy Spirit um, came and the temple was filled with this glory. Let's look that up real quick. Okay. Okay, yes, starting in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1. It says, When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Um. 
When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. And then referencing that with Ezekiel 43, verse 5. Uh, the spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Then Acts chapter two. And this is the initial um, outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter two. And verses two through four. It says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, <laughs> and one sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then again in Acts chapter 4, verse 31. says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. God's plan and his desire is always to be, has always been that we are one, that we are in him and he is in us, and we are one, and he is our God and we are his people, that he's our temple and our place of refuge, but he's also, we are also his temple that he chooses to dwell in and to fill. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it made me see God in a different way because even in my natural mind, I look and I think about outward demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. When we can see something supernatural, how we equate that to God dwelling there. You know, when Moses saw the fire, the burning bush, and God said, take off your shoes, this is holy ground, and things like that. But the what God has decided and determined for us now is that the Holy Spirit would shake us <laughs> on the inside and that he would dwell in us and pour out his spirit in us. So no longer are we looking for an outward temple to be filled, but we're looking at the inward man to be filled with the spirit of God. And the, the evidence of that is that the Holy Spirit is pouring out of us, um, the evidence of speaking in other tongues, but also the, the will of God and the demonstration of God coming through our lives. So... To me, that is very, very pointed and, and specific as God is saying, this is how I want to do things. This is how I want to bring about my glory in the earth. And this is what I want the temple to look like. It's you. It's me mm-hmm. looking and reflecting. And you, I mean, everyone, <laughs> every believer looking like God and reflecting his glory and his presence in you so that the earth is able to be to behold it you know the earth is waiting for the sons of god to be made manifest that's us letting the holy spirit flow through us and pouring out and when god makes a a description of something he's he is intent on that he's specific he knows what he's saying he doesn't mince words he doesn't just toss them and throw them about but he fully expects and desires that this is what will come forth out of us and something that I've, I've noticed as when people had demonstrations of the Holy Spirit um, showing up and refilling them and replenishing them, there was always this God is good. 
and his mercy endures forever. There was always a declaration and a trusting and a confidence knowing that God is good and announcing that he is exactly who he said he is. His mercy endures forever. And what his plan is, the way he wants it done is not burdensome. It's not too hard for us. It's not inconvenient. It's good. Amen. So those were my thoughts on it. <laughs> That's what the Lord was sharing with me last time. Well, good. I just wanted to give the, the opportunity to, to, I'll say re-engage, but to, to bring it up so everybody could hear it. Um, no time limit constraints and well, or anything. You. and So that way we can all receive in full what the Lord has for each of us. Mm-hmm. Anyone else have anything they want to share? Just thought it was interesting, Kamisha, while you were bringing that up. And um, just because we're bouncing all around, you know, through the scriptures, and um, you know, starting to make connections, right? There's so many mm-hmm. connections in the Bible, and when the Holy Spirit's leading us, we mm-hmm. you know we see things we didn't always see, mm-hmm. um, and they may not be something to build doctrine on, but they just um, they bring glory to Him and mm-hmm. bring us closer to Him. Mm-hmm. You know, so here's um, the scenario where here's Moses and Joshua heading up to the mountain mm-hmm. with the seventy elders mm-hmm. and the worship leaders, and mm-hmm. they get left behind, and Moses and uh, Joshua go on up and um, into the cloud. Right, mm-hmm. to yes. it's covered covered by the cloud, but yet from the ground, the people see it as a terrifying fire mm-hmm. that is consuming the top of the mountain, and they're fearful of it. They don't want anything to do with it. Right? Mm-hmm. They've already declared, "You, you go, Moses. You go. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you talk to God. You come back and tell us mm-hmm. what He's got to say." And then making that, uh, as you're talking about Acts, just thinking about how in the correlation again with fire. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. as the um, the infilling presence, mm-hmm. connecting it back to that. But even more importantly, just as a thought that why are we surprised when we're burning with fire for the Lord that so many people don't want anything to do with us? Amen. Wow. That is a, a wonderful thought there, brother. Amen. And let's also notice that that was Israel that wanted nothing to do with the Lord. And said, no, no, Moses, you go. And they really didn't want anything to do with them, right? As you see that in Exodus 34. Yeah, I mean, this is God's chosen people. So we're talking to a lost, as we're a lost generation. And I'm going to be careful, you know, because God's chosen people are still God's chosen people, right? None that he has called are going to be lost. I mean, Jesus made that clear. But just as a, just something to ponder Mm -hmm. that we shouldn't, you know. Right, but as we reflect, right, because it's about us as people, people of the Lord. Even us that have been grafted in, Right. What about other, well, let's look at ourselves, Christians and believers. Are we trying to disassociate with others that, well, clearly the, the glory of the Lord is shining through? And, and if so, why? I mean, we need to examine ourselves, right? So what would prevent us from wanting to be around others that are clearly on fire for the Lord, right? We brought up Exodus, or I brought up Exodus 34, and Moses was constantly going in and out of the presence of the Lord. And he had to put on a veil because, again, the people were afraid. The glory of the Lord was shining in and through him. It couldn't, all but couldn't be contained. He had to put on a veil so the people wouldn't be as fearful. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, it's a barometer for the, the, um, our desire for the flesh, mm-hmm. right? Because we want we want the things of the flesh, right? I mean, you know, here to, they went before, and you know, they're like, "Hey, Aaron, make us a make us a golden calf," you know. I mean, this just happened too, right? I mean, so mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't take me time at all to express the desire to feed their flesh, 
to be away from the things of God. So when we feel that, as your question was, that we feel um, repelled by somebody who's burning with passion with the Holy Spirit, uh, that's a barometer for probably uh, an area where we're still in love with some something about our flesh or something about a sin that we've embraced that we haven't dealt with. Mm-hmm. Certainly well, could be. It could okay. be, or it could yep. be a sense of guilt. You know, these mm-hmm. if these people had freshly, you know, I say these people, I don't mean it like any distant, but anyone who is freshly committed um, a sin against the Lord and is aware of that sin, the natural inclination would be to recoil from from God's hand and go, well, ooh, you're going to you're going to see me. You're going to judge me. You're going to not knowing the goodness of God. And he is always extending his hand, stretching it out, saying, repent. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, well, Come who is to me? me? I'm a man of unclean lips. Mm. Right. And, right. Come put that coal on my lips and burn up that sin, Lord. <laughs> help holy me, again. you know. And so I, I think that's an encouragement also for us. If you feel con- convicted, then repent and come back. Condemnation is not of God. So you resist that and you cast it out in the name of Jesus. Guilt is not of God. Shame is not of God. But if you feel convicted and it makes you go, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sad. You know, I missed that or I did wrong or whatever it is. Don't think that your heavenly father or your Lord and Savior is looking for a reason to um, exclude you or cast you out. He's never trying to cast you away. That's not who he is. If that was the case, he would have disposed of the whole world a long time ago, but instead he chose to send his son, his only begotten son to die for us so that we could be reconciled and drawn back in and made to be one with him again. So if that's the sensation that you see the the glory of God and the power of God, and you want to draw back and recoil, go why? And then stretch your hand out to Jesus because he is greater than anything and everything else. He's able to overcome our flaws. He's able to overcome our weaknesses. He's able to overcome our flesh. He's over able to overcome our sadness or our um, missing the glory of God. And he's just saying, come to me, <laughs> all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Don't try to find it by yourself and then come to him when you're ready. Come to him now and he will mm-hmm. fix up what needs to be taken care of and get done. Amen. There's always a message of salvation. <laughs> always. We always got time to hear Jesus loves us and he mm-hmm. saves. Amen. Who else is something that the Holy Spirit's ministering to them that they want to share? Okay, I'll go. I actually. Uh, the Lord is speaking to me about uh, verse 12. This is the law of the temple. The whole area surrounding the mountaintop is most holy. Behold, this is the law of the temple. Okay. And the Lord was just showing me... Uh, when Mr. Dean was talking, the Lord was just relaying to me, like, how when the children of Israel saw the burning fire and the whole mountain was holy, the Lord was just speaking to me about how we try to section out parts of our life, saying, okay, this is Lord's, this time is from the Lord. Every other time, I can be doing how, living how I want to live, and I can just, Sundays is just the day to be with Jesus, and you just live holy that day. So the Lord was just saying that in this example he's talking about, your whole life is holy. You should be living it constantly being holy, not just setting apart, okay, the top of my life when I'm at my <laughs> best is holy. But even as you just go around your regular life, and that just uh, further reminded me another scripture where he was talking about uh, verse 8. When they set the threshold by my threshold and the doorpost by my doorpost with the wall between them and me, they defiled my holy name by the abominations which they committed. Therefore, I consumed them in my anger. And that just reminded me of Genesis 3, 
when Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden and a couple months ago I, I say Mr. Dean had given it, asked us what that meant and I had answered that what they had truly lost when they committed the sin was that they lost the closeness with the Lord and so the Lord was just showing me how even here when he gives the example of the temple how there was a wall between them the wall is not that you can't go in there but it at that time, it kept them from being as close as they could have been. Their wall was not just only the one that the Lord told them to build, but it was also in their hearts. You can mm -hmm. see that by how they built up the wall and they say, okay, we only do what the law says to do. We won't do anything else. Most people just said that. So what was just showing me here is that the law that he's referring to is a law that we built up in ourselves and trying to place the Lord in a box and trying to say, you stay here, Lord. I'm going to go do this interesting point well i like what's making me think as you're saying that I, I thought where you were going was someplace else and that was you know the i would say well the reason why the whole mountain was holy is because the whole mountain is where the presence of god was and of course we know god's presence exists everywhere but for the for the purpose of what he was conveying in that moment was it was holy because it was god's presence and so for us to say any part of our life is not holy would we are the temple so his he's there so it has to be holy I mean, I'm talking about you physically, but I'm also talking about everything around you is holy. There's not just, okay, this is my sinful things right here, and then here's the holy stuff right here. There can't be duality. There can't be, okay, Lord, like Mommy gave the example of you sweep out your house and ask the Lord to come into it. You can't just say, Lord, stay out that closet. That's my sin in there. Stay out. But um. it's an opening and willingness for him to be able to go into every aspect of your life even your physical possessions. So that way there's nothing wrong in your life. And like with the carcasses of the king, originally I was thinking, okay, but they were buried. And it just further proved the point that what he's talking about is not just only physical death that was defiled it, but it was their hardness and the death to being able to listen to the Lord that's causing them to sin. It's kind of like, I say an example for myself. If I don't listen to mommy and dad, there's obviously repercussions because that does not fly. So what the Lord is saying here is that when he said he was burning with anger, it's not, I'm going to destroy you and smash you. But he's saying that it's kind of like in the scripture where he said he was a jealous God, meaning that he wants us to worship him and not go after all these empty things that provide no substance because he desires that we have fulfillment in our lives and the only way that we can have it is by worshiping and living for him mm -hmm. Amen. i think part of what it sounds what i hear you saying and that it sounds like is that you're saying you can't compartmentalize your yes, life and going exactly. i'm saved and these things I'll, I'll give to you lord and i'll let you have but i still need to set up another another way for myself i need to set up another room or avenue for myself to have an opportunity to uh do these other things because i'm not willing to let you have the as you said dean the whole mountain we are the whole mountain because the presence and the spirit of god resides in us the whole mountain is everything that concerns us our spirit soul body our resources our family our uh, relationships where we go what we do where we live all of those things belong to him 
when we make him the Lord of our life and as we come into him and we can't compartmentalize and go, I'll let this be saved, but not that be saved. And sometimes people enter that position, not because they are purposefully focusing on God, I'm going to rebel against you. I'm going to half-heartedly accept you, but it's, they don't know any better. And by the time Ezekiel shows up, I'm just looking at it naturally. They've been captive in Babylon. Now they're, they're brought back. And they, they found a lot of ways that they had been living contrary to the things and the, the will and the way and the word of God that God had to now yes. reconcile because they had put up these bad habits. Well, this is how we lived for 70 years. I didn't know. I wasn't supposed to do that, or I didn't know the consequences. It was as serious to you guys as it is. Sometimes we think, oh, well, it's just a suggestion versus <laughs> you can do this versus this is what I want from you. And God making a command or a statement, this is my desire and taking it as such versus, well, I can if I want to. And if I don't, meh, you know. So God understands our, our humanity, but also humanity doesn't excuse the holiness of God and the righteousness of God. It doesn't excuse us from honoring that with everything within us. Yes. Okay. So to sum up what I was saying is don't give yourself room to say, okay, I can sin and I'll just come back into repentance. Try to live in the straight and narrow, not giving yourself wider parameters saying, okay, I won't do that and I won't do this. So the Lord was just speaking to me about how in my own life I gave myself parameters and say, okay, like how you're saying about listening, and you say, can you go do this? And I say, I know that when you say, can you go do this, you have to go do it because right. <laughs> you're being told to do it. <laughs> That's right. So we're, we're telling you nicely. Is that yes. it? Yes. It it's kind, not really a question. It's a kindly stated command. It's not yes. a negotiation. Yes, so what the Lord was speaking to me about is that as we go through our life, we shouldn't place ourselves in situations where we are lenient with ourselves Mm. and saying, you can do this, but you're not going to do that. That's a common mistake that I know I've made myself in saying, okay, mommy and dad said to be in bed by this time. I'm going to give myself five minutes to get in there. And keeping it, I give myself a parameter that does not work out because everyone knows you can't clean up everything and get in the bed in five minutes. Mm -hmm. So the Lord is saying here is that don't give yourself room and access to be able to do sin, Mm. but keep it as though you want to live in the straight and narrow and live perfectly with the Lord is saying, okay, there's going to be mistakes, but you shouldn't be striving to make mistakes and having to repent and Mm. saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to do the sin, but just wait for me. I'm going to repent afterwards give me five minutes (laughs) that's not how it works that's not how it's supposed to work it doesn't work like that at all no but but, and i say it's not how it's supposed to work because many have tried that approach yes yes so what are the the pattern or because in discussing the lord's house he says make sure and even we just read it right make sure that you do this according to the pattern so what are the patterns that aren't according to the pattern the Lord has that we've tried to incorporate in our own lives. So it it matters. See? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. What else? Uh, That's all I have right now. 
Okay. I probably have someone in the next devotional. Well, good. Well, I guess we're going to have to continue this then, huh? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Well, so let's pause there for today on this one, and we will resume it again on the next one. Mm -hmm. All right? Yes. Okay. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for just making it work. We're able to give you our whole lives and not just give you a section of it. And Mm -hmm. just thank you, Lord. Allowing you to be our only God. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.